Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. is a production of Dirty Mo Media. We are in the thick of it. We are in the heat of the 2023 IndyCar season coming off of Toronto. We got the doubleheader in Iowa that we look forward to so much every year. Well, one year we didn't, but now that's back. We were there last year. We are there this year. We're looking forward to it even more this year now because uh, we got uh, Connor Daly back in the ride, the number 60 ride for the AutoNation Sirius XM Meyer Shank machine. Going to be out there for the doubleheader this weekend. Cannot wait. Welcome back to Speed Street. I'm Joey Molinero. Ben Walton's Connor Daly, of course, as I mentioned. And, um, boys, we had a race over the weekend. We are up in the streets of Toronto. Uh, it was a wet one. Qualifying was wild. Uh, the race had some interesting strategies that played out. Let's just hop right into it before we get to the news of Connor being in the 60 ride this weekend. And we got some segments for everybody, of course, again. But Toronto, what do we think? What do we think of the weather? What do we think of uh, the result of the whole weekend? Fire us off there, CD. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, we're all, you know, we were all fans this weekend, all watching IndyCar racing. So uh, good, good discussion to have. Um, but I, I thought it was, um, you know, quite a, quite a weekend full of uh, basically everything. You had a fully wet, you know, qualifying part. Well, part of qualifying was wet. And then they ended up, you know, the pole lap ended up being who could go the fastest as the track dried. And it, which, to be fair, man, Lundgaard, got to give him credit for doing that. Uh, we were sitting there watching qualifying in the... Um, in the pit lane, and uh, and I had either I predicted McLaughlin or uh, or Pato because Pato had gone out there first on the dries, um, and McLaughlin went P one, but then Lundgaard was the last person, uh, you know, to cross the timeline, so he was uh, he was P one. So um, pretty impressive deal. Uh, just a, a a great weekend of competition. Um, you know, we saw Tom Blomquist uh, who was in the sixty for for Meyer Shank. Um, I was, I was trying to help them out, uh, a little bit. As soon as I got there Friday, um, you know, I was, I was pretty integrated. They, they let me be pretty, you know, hands-on and help out. And, uh, you know, we were also, uh, you know, trying to look, uh, you know, if, if, if something were, were to happen in Iowa, you know, we wanted to make sure we were ready to go there for as well. We obviously don't, you know, that's a day by day scenario. So, 
Um, so yeah, it was good to work with that team. Uh, good to see all the fans in Canada as well. Great stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But when you like Joey, you saw obviously Lundgaard on pole. Big, big, big day for him. Yeah, that team. Um, but also Alex Pelot having to start in the middle of the field. You know what I mean? Like that was there was a lot of mixed up things. I think there were some people because again in the, in Q one as well, there were a couple cars like the twenty one car and a couple cars in the in like towards the 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 top six of that first group. They just got really lucky and got a lap in. Uh, you know, as the track was dry before it started raining. Now we, right. we in pit lane, we could feel it raining. We could feel it getting a little bit worse. So in that scenario, when you're out there on slick tires, you have to get the lap early. You have to do it. Um, and so some people did, and then some people really got screwed by it. Some people could not get the lap in time. Um, Polo being one of them, I think as well. So uh, it was uh, it, it was it was really really interesting to see that that take place because that's an immediate shakeup right there. Uh, and then obviously Q two. Um, you know the the second group was fully fully in the wet, and that also becomes a complete you know chaotic disaster as well. You had Alex Rossi with an electrical issue, couldn't qualify. That was a disaster for them. Uh, and people back for Rossi this weekend. Man, yeah, tough to see with Alex. I mean, my <laughs> gosh, should it must have didn't must have done less laps than anyone over the weekend. Like that guy yeah. was that guy was in a tough spot. Um, but yeah, the, the the rain, I mean, for Tom Blomquist, certainly never driven an Indy car on a race weekend in general, but then never and, driven in the rain and get out get out there for qualifying. I thought he did a great job. I uh, was getting up to speed. Um, but, uh, but you know, people were, there were yellows everywhere. People were spinning off. People were, because qualifying is important. So it was, it was a, it was a good session because no one really just wrote it off. No one wrecked it. They just, they, they had a proper dry slash getting wet qualifying session and then into a wet qualifying session i mean we got it all as race fans for that qualifying session i think that was great to see and then as the track dried as the track dried who's the bravest to go to slicks first who's the bravest on the track to get that pole speed um you know when the track is dry it's it's got everything that you want to extract the most out of the drivers what did you what did you think of it joey yeah real um you know uh it was well i wanted to get your thoughts on um the what we saw with scott mclaughlin and, and marcus erickson uh here in a second because that was much to do much debated online and i know it was much discussed on the broadcast as well but yeah real bummer for anybody who was really wanted to fork out the 499 uh for peacock that yeah. they had to miss out on such a crazy qualifications and then a pretty entertaining race as well and that's a whole different other debate i got into it with paul tracy just a little bit not really i commented something <laughs> and, then he, and then he dm'd me afterwards of course uh because paul like has paul. last yeah always has to get the last word in as you know um but but i want to move to that because like you said there's all this craziness chaotic going on and qualifying with the the different um you know strategies of what you're going to do who's going to come and get slicks who's going to go uh, get lucky with the weather then the rain comes pretty heavily for q2 and then we see with Scott McLaughlin and Marcus Erickson, you know, Scott gets slick, spins a little bit right in the middle of the track and, you know, was right there the way of Marcus Erickson when he was on, um, you know, his run for qualifying. No penalty, <laughs> no penalty to Scott McLaughlin. Oh, man. He ends up going on the front row. What were your thoughts? Yeah, that's a. Uh... Oh boy, that's a real question mark for me because technically we have rules. Technically, there is a rule book. 
Um, and, and, and I found it very interesting that in, in this wet scenario, there were people spinning off and we have rules, right? You can't improve your time under yellow certain sectors. You know, Tom Blomkus was asking this after practice because in, in, in Q2, he was like, wait, why was my lap deleted? Like he, his fastest lap was deleted in the practice two session because he had gone through a yellow sector. It was someone who had gone off in turn eight right before the timeline. And they were basically coming back on track like after he was there. Uh, so no danger, uh, all good. But that sector was still yellow technically. So he got a, you know, he got his lap deleted. So a lot of us in, you know, in the pit lane, we see these cars called out for their certain violations, right? Like the, uh, you know, the the three car lap deleted or or caused the yellow, and there there are rules now. I'm I, I'm not gonna say that I know the rule book by heart, but like if you cause a yellow, there's a penalty, right? Or if you do if you do if you impede anyone, there's a penalty. And the fact that there was nothing, I was it it was a I don't know. There was a lot of us in pit lane because Tom at the end of the session. We were sitting there and they was, and we were like, well, we're probably going to move up a spot or two because there, you know, there are all these things that are going to happen. And I believe they did delete one lap time. I think they deleted Grosjean's fastest lap, but his second fastest lap was still fast enough to be in the top six uh, in that group. So that didn't change much. Um, but but there was, I think that has there there will be probably a discussion about that. Like I say, when we get to Iowa for the drivers meeting. There, there's probably going to be a discussion about that. So I, I think that'll be a stay tuned type scenario because again, right. the stewards have, you know, they have a, a lot on their hands. Um, there's been a lot of things that they've had to look at and discuss uh, this year in general. But it was one of those things where it was a question mark. I, 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 I think some people probably, uh, you know, because it's a wet session, there's mistakes. You know, people are spinning, looping around, and just continuing to go. But it still is qualifying. Like you can't officiate it differently because of the weather. You know what I mean? Like it's still it's still okay. a qualifying session. Yeah. yeah. So you're you're thinking if it was just straight dry, obviously it would have been a penalty. But they're factoring in that well, you know, if it wouldn't have been wet like that, he he probably wouldn't have spun like that. Is that what yeah, you're I mean, thinking? I don't I don't know exactly if that's the that's the scenario, but I think there's there's probably a way to explain it every single way. But as a you know, as an outsider looking in, obviously, I, I I was a race fan this weekend. I'm just like, huh, that's knowing the rules like I do and knowing how sensitive everyone is for qualifying because it's so important. Like, my gosh, it's an important that's session. Yeah. Yeah. Especially at Toronto. Um, I just I, I certainly think that there might be some questions of the next driver's mate, which, you know what? Thank God I'll be able to attend this yeah. time. So <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be it'll be all right. Right, yeah, we move on. You have uh, Christian Lungard with his second pole of the year. Uh, did it at the GP at Indy back in May. Lays it down here in Toronto. Like you said, it was kind of like a uh, I'm in football, you know, when it's like last 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 team with the ball. Uh, yeah, they're gonna win just because that a was it. Uh, that that was it, and what we saw with Christian. And honestly, I, you know, I don't think Peacock and NBC could have wrote a better script there. With you know, you had him with his best friend in town. Yeah, the yeah. whole story about the mustache after he puts it on pole, and then he goes out there on Sunday. You know, he makes the move when he needs to make it on Polo, and and um, you know, really wasn't close at the end for him there on on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was a very interesting race. Uh, you know, I I I thankfully got home at nine a.m. on Sunday to watch it from from Indy. <laughs> 
I didn't stay there for the race um, because that would have been too emotionally damaging. But I, uh, I, I, I got home, watched it on the Peacock, obviously, um, with with some pals here in Indy. Um, but uh, but overall, like that first corner accident, my gosh, like whoa! Right out the gate, you're just like, man. Yeah. Boy, that sucks for literally everyone involved. Like, you're just like, you hated the, every single person. You're like, well, they've all had rough, like, well, Tom, it's his rookie year. Uh, Ryan, you're just like, no, nah, that's that's brutal, no matter who you are. Uh, and Jack Harvey, poor Jack Harvey. I mean, every single person you felt bad for. Benjamin Peterson, he's had a horrible just run of luck everywhere. Uh, and then poor Alex Rossi, too. It was just a whole gaggle of fellas where you're just like, you know what? These guys shouldn't go gambling anytime soon. They're, <laughs> not, they're not feeling lucky right now. Or maybe uh, they should because their luck couldn't get any worse. Uh, well, flip it around. It literally can't get any worse. Yeah. Uh, Graham Rahal with the, uh, we're going to hand out a reverse move of the race. That's uh, Graham Rahal's best uh, use of reverse in the season. Uh, that, was, that was respectful. <laughs> I can barely get my car in reverse. So that was impressive to see him do that. I hate backing up cars. And if I have to back up an Indy car, goodness gracious, we can't see crap out of those mirrors so impressive that's i think that's a real testament to graham being a dad right because he's probably driving vans more now bigger cars or well <laughs> porsches that are vans or or ferraris that are vans um but uh, that just really goes to show his dad's strength he can he can reverse really efficiently um and uh yeah that was that whole first corner accident was was a was a real shame but it also gave people the opportunity to pit and it gave people the opportunity to stay out. It, it started mixing up the strategies. Uh, and this race actually became way more of a strategy race than than I think most of us expected. Um, you had a couple folks go really long uh, initially, and then a couple folks who couldn't make the green tires, the red tires last. Uh, and so you kind of, you had to look at how these different scenarios were going to play out. But then you had the Grosjean caution. And the Grosjean caution really, really mixed it up. So there was there was a lot there that I enjoyed. Um, I, I think the Grosjean deal was was very, very surprising. I uh, I mean, he said the wheel basically flipped out of his hands. Now we had a discussion about this in a group text between some of the drivers. I don't think people realize how heavy the steering is. Like it, it, it is. We train as athletes every day to have like the strength to do this. Yeah, you could be the strongest person in the world, the most elite athlete in the world, and this steering is still really heavy. And you're driving a car that is also heavy, you know, a 1600, 1700 pound vehicle that is trying to trying to get away from you at every corner because you're driving it on the limit every corner. And guess what? At Toronto, that corner specifically, there's a giant storm drain at the apex essentially and so when you have all those things these things can happen i was talking to alex rossi a little bit and he has had the wheel uh snap out of his hands a couple different times and i think i've had it the same at least maybe twice but i caught it like i i was able to get it it was either at a road course or somewhere else where i was able to catch it um but these things do happen so you know you hate to see it for grosjean but I mean, with the couple of weeks he's had, that's um, that's just that. Uh, what do you think of that one, Joey? He's he's kind of becoming uh, an anvil all to himself. Like it, it's it's honestly becoming a running theme each week within my racing group 
texts, you know, my racing fans texts and whatnot of people just grow John gross jeans. There Man. it is. I'll just, I'll just get the text. I'm like, yep. We, 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 we felt it was coming. We knew based on past history over the last, I don't know, a couple months we knew it was coming. And, uh, yeah, it's like for Roman, it's just been a tough go. And I feel bad for him too. Cause like I, I, have, I, I normally I talk to Roman quite a lot and haven't, well, obviously I haven't been racing as much, so I haven't been around the track that much, but I uh, haven't seen him as much lately. Um, got to feel bad for him. Cause the guy, I mean, the guy cares about the sport, obviously cares about being an IndyCar driver. Um, I think there's definitely some turmoil, uh, in the, you know, in the, in the, in that environment, in that whole, the whole team environment there. Um, because drivers get frustrated, right? Like it's, it's a tough situation when you have some things happen, man, it, it's you know, a tough scenario. I was going to say, Connor, and, and I want to ask you about it because, you know, a couple of my buddies were texting me and had some not so nice things to say about Roman. And I was like, I honestly think at this point it's in his head. Like how much of that comes into a factor when you're behind the wheel? Well, I mean, there's there. For me, I I've always been able to to get my head dedicated to what I'm doing because I, I spent a lot of time with a with a psychological coach as well. And like either way, no matter what else is going on in your life, no matter what else is going on in the sport day to day. When you strap into that race car, you have to know and, and you have to be convinced that you are going to do the absolute best job that you can do as a driver that day, every lap, every turn. And it doesn't matter if the car sucks that day. It doesn't matter if it's the best car ever. You have to do the best. If, if it's a 10th place car, you're going to do the best job that you can do to end up 10th. Now, there's obviously other outside factors, pit stops, people crashing, all kinds of stuff. Um, but sometimes, like I'm sure... That every, like every person is different. Everyone's brain works differently. There are scenarios where like, man, if you had a lot of stuff going on, we're all humans and humans can be affected by things mentally, physically, all that stuff from outside environments. And so I don't know what's going on over there. Um, but since he, you know, Rojan's a friend of the show uh, and, 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 um, you know, you have to have to be curious as to what, you know, what happens. And obviously, you know, right back into Iowa this weekend, that's two races, uh, you know, two opportunities for, you know, for him to to rebound. But also, you know, Andretti as a team, I would say, have have needed to find some pace at Iowa. So maybe this is the year where they, you know, they they figure it out and Grosjean will be super pumped. I mean, I'm I'm certainly pumped about driving for the Andretti affiliated organization with Meyer Shank. Uh, because I, I think it's going to be an awesome weekend, but, um, yeah, crazy to see that happen in Grosjean. Uh, but it opened up strategy windows, right? Like you saw some people make some odd strategy calls. I, um, I mean, did you expect like when you saw people pitting, right? We're looking at things, you know, you're uh, Joey race fan, Joey, like, all right, this, you know, maybe some things have switched up here. You got guys staying out like Renus and Dixon and Scott. I mean, did that, did you think there you might see an well, odd I was result? Bummed. I, I was bummed because that ended up affecting Scotty Mack, right? I was also very sad about that, yes. And, and I, I don't know what that decision to stay out there from Scott, definitely that's a question mark. But 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 everyone can make these mistakes. I don't think people realize. Right. Like I would say nine times out of ten, Penske's going to have the right day. They're going to call the right. right strategy. They're going to do everything right. But it doesn't matter who you are. I would say Penske... The, the the top teams they eliminate all those small mistakes to make them happen at a very very uh, less rate, but yeah. they, but it can happen. 
Hey man, it can happen. Sometimes you know, even Bill Belichick runs into like Lamar yeah. Jackson. And he's just like, I don't know how to stop this guy. Really, he'll figure it out probably eventually. But you know, yep. on my day, he kind of runs into a buzzsaw. Seemed to be that was the case for for Scotty Mack and that crew over on the three team. You know, in the thirsty threes. So was bummed about that. But I mean, I think really the theme overall for the whole weekend, really, and not breaking any news, but just what. RLL was able to do and what Lundgaard oh, yeah. was able to do on both Saturday and and Sunday um, because, and that was something that Townsend and Hinch and everybody was talking about big time on the broadcast, um, you know, looking from where they came in St. Pete to start the year at that street race uh, yeah. to where they are in July. Um, and then obviously the improvements that they've made, uh, and I'm sure we'll touch on it more here in a little bit with um, uh, Milk and Dog and Yikes and, and Podium and everything, <laughs> but the improvement that they made from from March uh, to July, what we've seen from Graham at Mid-Ohio in terms of qualifying at least, um, even from you know what we saw in May where the disaster of the, 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 the all their cars being you know at the back of the pack and fighting to be in the, in the big show. Uh, real, real good rebound here the last couple of months for for Ray Hall, Letterman, Landigan. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it a little bit later in one of our segments for sure. Um, but uh, it, it it can be done, right? It's the same team that you know. Shoot, I finished 15th or whatever. Detroit Lundgaard was 16th right behind me, and Harvey like we're all all kind of in that same region. Um, and it can be done. You can turn things around if everyone on that team works hard. Because again, Christian Lundgaard didn't forget how to drive at the at the Detroit GP or at the Indy 500. It's I think some of our fans who might not be as deep into the game, you see a lot of people like, oh, uh, just driver must be sucking. It's it's it, yeah. there's a lot that goes into this. It's not that. You know, it's not that the driver forgot how to drive all of a sudden or they're struggling. It's a team effort more than anything else. And this series is not a spec series. There is so much you can do from a resource standpoint, from a from a, a parts and, and components standpoint to make your car better, to give your driver the opportunity to succeed. The driver still has to do the job. Christian Lundgaard did the job. Yeah, I would say over the weekend, Graham Rahal did the job as well. I mean, back to the Newberg. you know top ten again, like Graham Rahal does. Um, but when, but you just you have to give the driver the opportunity to do that, right? And if it's not, it's a, you know it is what it is. It's a tough day, but you try to make it better the next day. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about that team a little bit later. But I, I also wanted to get into the wild last lap pit stops for Paul Willpower and Marcus Erickson. I'm like, man, <laughs> that was crazy, how man. did that happen? I, I couldn't <laughs> believe when I saw that. You have Alex Pelot hanging on with a wing that's held on with stickers, which is yeah. hysterical. Um, and you had Colton Herta saving big-time fuel. Like, I knew in my head, because I obviously see how many laps are out, and I see what that these guys are going to have to make a fuel number. I, I see onboard cameras. I see when people are lifting on the straights because they're saving fuel, right? Yeah. So when when you have to pit with a lap to go, that means that you missed you missed the fuel number by a lot, or, or like or like a good amount, because one lap of fuel. I mean, that's 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 been that's been being that that's been like in the works for a while. So. Whatever. Very wild to see a, an experienced guy like Will Power, and he was 
furious. You could tell, again, just maybe might have been a miscalculation. This is such a minute game of numbers. It's so difficult to hit that fuel number, too, especially when you're racing with a bunch of other people. But you saw Will Power have a, you know, have a go at Colton Herta. Maybe that lap when he got on the overtake and tried to pass Colton Herta or whoever he was trying to pass, maybe that was the that was the lap that he gave up the the final lap of fuel. So again, very difficult to play this game of racing. But when you see two of the top teams have to pit on with one lap to go, I mean that's like a big oh man, like that is brutal because yeah, you mean you give up everything you had all race long. I mean all, all the fight. And I'm like, and and then you watch Christian Lundgaard. I mean, he made the fuel number five. There were a couple different laps that people were pitted on. But, man, that was a wild scene. And then, you know, Christian winning at the end, everything went right. But he also did the job. I mean, not only did he win, he dominated. It was an Alex Below-level domination, um, which is really interesting that we've actually seen that a couple times this year. I would say yeah. the, 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 differ- the differences between teams and cars has become so minute now that when you do find the ticket, when you do find that little extra bit, it's it, it gives you the opportunity to dominate. And so that that is that is really cool that we are in that era of of IndyCar racing right now, to where we've got um, you know teams and drivers just finding that perfect day, finding that perfect setup. Um, and, and Christian deserves it. I was pumped for the guy. Uh, pumped to see him shave that really creepy mustache that he's had for a long time. Uh, looks like a you know Eastern European serial killer. Um, but uh, but now he's now he's back. He's good now. So uh, awesome, awesome to see someone get their first win. Uh, I want to have that experience this weekend at Iowa. Uh, but uh, it's gonna be it, it was it was great to see that for him and the team. Um, you know, all all across the board. And and again, yeah. Or Scott McLaughlin. That was that was a tough one too. He had a fast car. He had a really yep. fast car. That was a yeah. and selfishly, you know, I think everybody. We, it was just nice to see somebody else in victory lane besides Alex Pillow. You know, it, it was, was a, yeah, yeah, a really great run. You know, uh, but it's just hey, this is what we pride ourselves on here in IndyCar is uh, the fact that you know the first what was it six races of the year there were six different winners or what uh, what have you so. Um, we, we appreciate the greatness and the dominance of Alex Pillow, no doubt, but it certainly was nice to see somebody else in there, especially somebody, uh, from RLL, a team that has well-documented been, you know, having a tough go with it as of late. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, but oh, you yeah. mentioned it, man. Let's move on to let's move on to this upcoming weekend. I love it. We don't have a break in between. We got we don't have a week off. We go from Toronto oh, yeah. race week. 
right into a double header, an oval double header. I mean, it just fires you up just talking about it, saying those words, it fires you up. And even more so now that you're going to be behind the wheel again, you're going to be in that 60 car to track that you love and know so uh, well. Uh, what are your thoughts going in, man? Yeah, man, honestly, uh, super pumped about it. It's, um, you know, love Iowa. We got two NBC races this weekend as well. Let's get a little bounce back from the Peacock race. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I actually think a lot of people probably tuned into Peacock over the weekend. Uh, I know we did. Um, but, uh, yeah, going to be a tough one, obviously. Um, Iowa is always tough. But, you know, with this team, and and uh, and there were a couple comments which I, 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 I want to address as well, which is interesting. J.R. Hildebrand, I saw, tweeted something too. Um, you know, when, when there was an announcement of, like, me being in the car, right, people get excited about it, people are pumped about it. But that's why every time I put a, you know, I put a tweet out there, I put a, you know, an Instagram message out there, like, we're thinking about Simon in this scenario. It's tough. Like, of sure. course, I'm going to be happy. And 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 fans are going to be happy if someone gets an opportunity, a, a different driver, certainly in my scenario, where obviously this year has been the, you know, complete and utter, you know, roller coaster that it's been for me. Yeah. Um, you know, people do feel good about that. But Everyone has been very respectful for sure on like, hey, we are thinking about Simon. This is a tough deal for sure. It's been several weeks out now. Um, but in the end, you got to do this. The, like the, the the doctors at IndyCar, they are really smart people. So when when he's ready, they'll get him going. You know what I mean? Um, but you also want to make sure that we are also human beings. You know what I mean? We're not just machines that go racing every weekend. Simon has a family. You know, Simon's going to do a lot more, uh, you know, in life. So. Uh, you just want to make sure you're ready to go when you're ready to go. And and I don't know, you know, the details of what's going on there, but, you know, I get the call to race and I'll, and I'll go racing for this incredible race team. So, um, you know, we want to respect the situation, respect the the process of, of, of his recovery. Um, but, uh, you know, when it comes to working with these guys again, it's just exciting to work with them for, you know, a full weekend and two full races. Uh, I, I can't wait to you know, be in the system, you know, the Meyer Shank system, um, you know, with Elio as my teammate with, you know, with having, uh, you know, having a partnership with that Andretti Autosport organization. Um, it's exciting for me. And, and it's a track that I obviously, I definitely have been able to qualify well at, uh, yep. you know, we probably should have been on the podium with Carlin. Uh, we made an aggressive pit stop to try to win the race, but it didn't work out. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's a place where mentally I am so free and clear on what I want to do and we want to go into it to win. They just tested there. You know, Colton was P1, Simon was P3 in the 60. Um, so they've got some good information. They've got the juice, hopefully. Uh, and I, you know, I obviously can bring some stuff to the table with what I've known from qualifying on pole there, from qualifying third there twice last year. Um, so it is a extreme opportunity for me i would say one of the biggest opportunities in my career uh in the last few years uh because it's very important i'm not on anyone's silly season list i'm not on anyone's list to be in a seat for next year um you know obviously want to have uh you know the the sponsors and partners to to be able to create that opportunity for us next year with a good operation um you know bitnow.com have still have a great relationship with those guys as well um but uh but yeah this is an important one so can't wait to just go out there and do the job. I also feel pretty great just to be able to have that opportunity to go go racing in a place that I I love. When I when I lost my seat, when the seat uh, was lost in the in 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 the wind, uh, you know the races that I really miss most would be Indy GP, 
Iowa, St. Louis, um, you know, events like that. So it's uh, it, it's going to be a fun weekend to work with the guys there, guys and girls there. Um, and uh, and yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. Big concerts, NBC windows. You got to watch it. You got to be there or be there or watch it for sure. I was going to say. I mean, do you 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 listed off a few different different tracks, but do you think that you couldn't have, have asked or picked a better place to be able to sub in uh, than than Iowa? Yeah, I mean, honestly, let's say you know the rest of the season we don't get another chance, right? Simon's all good after this weekend, hopefully, and uh, and that's that. Um, you know, knowing that I could get this race in for sure is a uh, is a really satisfying thing, and. Uh, and you know, we there are four trophies up for grabs, right? Two pole trophies and two 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 podiums. So uh, we want to we want to try to knock out a couple of those. So uh, this team needs points. Uh, I want to get the team points, um, but I also think, and I also, I mean, I I have a great feeling with this group um, that they that they really can be successful here, and and I think uh, you know I think we can do it. So we'll we'll see what we can we'll see what we can get going. Yeah, man. Well, you, you you put it on Instagram. Uh, you have a fellow fellow redheaded gentleman will be joining me out there. You have uh, Ed Sheeran, like you mentioned, he's going to be the honorary starter. And the, is that for Saturday or Sunday or what? Uh, I think it was Sunday because he's playing Sunday. His concerts, okay. I believe, Sunday after the race. But we're going to have a cool, uh, we're going to have a cool little, uh, little uh, maybe a, not quite a different livery, but there's going to be a cool little connection for the race this weekend for us and Sirius XM. Uh, so just stay tuned to that. I, that's going to be a cool little deal. Um, but yeah, really pumped to, to get there. I, I had a great dinner with a lot of the Sirius XM folks, uh, in Toronto and man, talk about folks that love IndyCar racing, that love to be a part of this sport. Um, couldn't have been nicer folks. And you can see why they, you know, why they are, are, are such a, you know, great supporter of, of, of Meyer Shanks team. Um, and it's just, it's just a, a, a fun a fun opportunity to be part of, uh, you know, for for tough circumstances. But you know, they everyone is so supportive that you're like, man, I want to win for these guys so bad. You know what I mean? Because they they they've been through a lot this year. Obviously, seeing accidents and and tough injuries and and stuff like that. So um, so yeah, it, it, it's a very positive weekend. I would say ahead of us. Definitely, yeah, it's gonna be a big one. You know, High V is gonna put on uh, quite the show, just like they did last year. Hopefully, the we love IV. Browns, we, we, we support IV at this podcast for sure. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. Um, for everything they do for IndyCar, absolutely, it's going to be a great event, great races. I'm actually going to be on a bachelor party in Traverse City, Michigan. Oh you know, man, uh, you, you know I'm going to be having the boys firing up NBC. Uh, you know, while we're hanging around or wherever we are, we uh, need the ratings. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll, we'll have that on no matter where we are up there in Michigan. That's for sure. Um, all right, man. You want to get into a little bit of um, milk dog yikes? Yep, yep. We're gonna uh, we're gonna hand some milk to someone. We're gonna see who's got that dog in them, and uh, and we're gonna see who uh, well who who deserves a bit of a yikes moment from from the weekend. Um, I think we should start at the bottom of the list. Uh, well, the 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 yikes segment, Joey. White. When you when you when you looked at the race this weekend, we're gonna go through it. When you look at the race, who did you happen to say? You looked at a scenario and you you were just like, "Yikes, that's uh, that's that's a tough one. That's a tough yeah, one." I, you know, I I feel like my list is, and week we made- might have the same one because we I we basically this this week like the last time we did this segment, 
uh, after the last race, we we had a, a certain list of drivers. This time, we're just going to do one for each category so we can kind of bust through it and get to the next one a little bit quicker. But uh, we might have the same one, but we probably have, you know, maybe similar reasons or different reasons. Sure, yeah. No, I feel like mine are going to be kind of low-hanging fruit, maybe, but I just, I don't know. I feel like, you know, this is why I first thought of the Yikes Dog and Milk. These are the names that came to mind. So, Yikes, and this is kind of a residual effect from two weekends <laughs> ago. My Yikes is going to Benjamin Peterson. Oh, man. Uh, poor man. Yeah. Uh, and this know, time, uh, not his fault. <laughs> this time, definitely not his fault. Right. But, you know, uh, you know, comes in 27th, um, coming off mid-Ohio where everybody was hating him and had not nice things to say. And then it was just kind of a, more of even a pile on, add insult to injury, salt in the wound, whatever you want to say uh, for or for young Benjamin Peterson. So, yikes this weekend. Unfortunately, I think back-to-back weekends, that's going to go to uh, number 55, Benjamin Peterson. Yeah, you know what? Benjamin is a great dude. I I, I do appreciate him and his family. They are, they are really, really nice people. And, I, I mean, when you see him qualifying in the top 10 at Road America, though, there, there's, there's going to be something there. You know what I mean? He qualified in the fast nine at the Indy 500. There's a lot of highlights to take from this year for yeah. sure. But, uh, but sometimes... This sport will get this sport will bite you in the butt cheeks, and sure. uh, and that's what it's doing to him right now. So, um, that's a tough one. Honestly, my biggest the yikes moment for me it was definitely Grosjean, uh, Romain Grosjean. Um, the radio messages like right afterwards, and and kind of there there was just a lot there where I I think I literally just shouted it out in the bar in Coach's bar downtown. I just said. Yikes! I was like, "Oh man, this is uh, this is a tough one." Like uh, everything about it, you just look at it, and you're like, "Oh man, that's a single car accident. Really, a lot Didn't of damage we... to the car. Yep. Um, tough, tough scenario." So, old buddy Romain, uh, Homa Goljean, uh, we're gonna have to get him. Uh, you know, he's gonna have to have a, a, a rebound weekend. So, yikes to the old pal. Um, and uh, and yeah, that that that's that's that category for me. <laughs> that's a good one that is absolutely a good one um all right dog who's got that dog in him who's got that dog in him from the weekend no i have okay. a good one that i think you're not gonna have i i i am i'm pumped about this one okay all right um i i i gotta go with the guy that i said it was nice to not see him in victory lane for once and i gotta go with alex below that's because- a good one my man, you know, he 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 um, had an unfortunate qualifications. Found himself in the middle of the pack, back of the pack. Uh, there, fifteenth. He hit and the wall. Literally, <laughs> yeah. And I texted my buddies because uh, my buddies were just like, "Finally, Polo not in." And I said, "Watch him wheel it to fourth place, though." And then he ends up on the podium in second yeah. place. I mean, I was like, the you know, he's just he's just inevitable from fifteenth to second. Meanwhile, the last what was it, twelve laps, fifteen laps, he's got the front wing dragging on the ground, you know, able to hit the fuel uh, number that he needs to and hold off power and Erickson and everybody who was coming on his ass. That was weird. Um it was <laughs> Yep. Who understood was, racing terms. Yeah, racing terms. Yeah, yeah. Who was yeah. Uh, in his rear view, let's say that. Approaching uh, the rear wing of the vehicle, yeah. Yeah. God, it's even worse. Ben's giving me a look. (laughs) went from bad to worse. Uh, But he was able to hold them off and uh, get up there. I mean, that's a day where it's like Friday and Saturday. 
that was such a big topic too for uh, Townsend and Lee and everybody. They were just like, yeah, I mean, you know, he's in such a good position in the championship that uh, you know he he can he can be safe and conservative, and he doesn't need to push to blah blah blah. And then there you go. He goes for 15th to second with the wing on the ground. And um, he's just inevitable. And he drove like a dog. <laughs> you know what? You're right. The, Alex, it's just hysterical. Like the, you see the guy in the wall, you see him in pit lane, you see him with half a front wing. And you're like, how'd this guy end up second? You know what I mean? And I do, I do think that he, he was under attack for a while, but you got to remember that when you're that high up, you got to hit that fuel number too, and if you don't hit that fuel number, you're going for you go from being on the podium to not being on the podium, just like Will Power. So, uh, so the, I, I think he he thankfully for well, thankfully for himself, he had to uh, you know everyone else is worried about fuel also. So yeah, that's a good one. Um, so my uh, driver that had the dog in him, and this might have been uh, probably under un- undervalued, but uh, Augustine Canapino. Augustine Canapino finishing 12th uh, at a new street course for him. Uh, you know, he he matched his best finish, I believe, of the season. Uh, nope. Lots of hugs in that paddock afterwards. He's had a, cu- a tough couple races, tough couple races. Um, but when you look at, like, he beat his teammate, uh, and I, I, believe, I believe Callum had some issues. He had some problems there. But, like, a weekend that is physically really difficult. Toronto's a physical battle. Uh, crazy bumps. You saw people making mistakes. You saw accidents happening. Uh, Canapino, Angus Jalapeno has that dog in him uh, to get a, another good finish, another solid finish. Like you got to think, top twelves these days for our you know for our sport. Top tw- top twelve is the only positions that pay money. That's the only prize money positions. So he's in the money. Um, it's like five hundred dollars, but it, it's fine. It's in the money. Um, Thank you. And and you got you got to respect that. So that's hey, you that's never go my, broke taking a profit. He's doc, taking a profit. Yeah. So good for him, man. That was that was a good 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 result for old buddy there. Absolutely. Yeah. That was. I think I had him in that same category. I will say um, when if we were doing it in the format that we did last week. Yeah. But I totally agree. That's a great call. Glad we differed there because I feel like maybe we'll have the same one. But milk. <laughs> it's got to go. To, it's got to go to Lundgaard Smithstein. Um, yeah. You know uh, what was the name? The the Top Gun name you came. Steve was it? Steve Lundgaard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just got Steve. Got to old Steve there. Uh, shaving the mustache with the best friend in town. Uh, putting it on pole and then absolutely dominating the race towards the end. Uh, on tons tons of milk there for Steve Lundgaard Smithstein. Uh, Christian Lundgaard. Yeah, man. I mean, that was mine as well. Christian Lundgaard deserves um, every bit of recognition there. Uh, it, it's 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 pretty impressive what he did, um, and and just the the way he did it as well. So uh, gotta respect that. I think this is a scenario where it's really really hard to pick someone else. If I had to give someone like sure. a, a a tear down of milk, like let's say you go from like uh, you know whole milk to like two percent, or like this is the skim milk category. Um, I would say, I would say Colton Herta gets the skim milk. Uh, you know, Colton had a solid weekend, uh, had to deal with a lot, you know, making fuel numbers, here. uh, on the podium. So, uh, skim milk goes to, uh, to Colton Herta, uh, because I mean, honestly that they've had a, some tough, tough goes, um, and, uh, and he put it on the podium. So gets a nice little piece of glassware from the, uh, the Torontonians. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that's, that, that's, I think 
I enjoy that segment. I think that for every race, you know, we don't have to do it every week, but for every race, that's a fun one to do. I, I enjoy that. Please let us know for what sure. you think about uh, our little segment there as well. Yeah, milk dog yikes or yikes dog milk or, or whatever you want. <laughs> we'll come call up it. with an actual name for it, like you know, <laughs> who's got the goods or something like that. I don't know. We'll we'll, fi- we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I like it. All right, uh, let's go on to the podium weekend podium. Yeah, who's on our podium for the weekend? It's second. This could be anything. Yeah. Yep. So that's could be anything. We, we had the and race. Ben, you're involved in this too. So Ben, don't you be afraid to chime in here? But we're going to get you involved in this as well. We're having this is a real podcast conversation now. We're real podcasters now. We have segments to discuss things. We have things to talk about in our lives. And I, I mean, I actually, I have this all written down. I have a lot of good things that I think I want to put on here. Awesome. I'll start us off here with uh, my third place finisher. P three. Uh, P3, how about um, this new spot in Indy called Nowhere Special? Oh, oh, all right. We're doing Tyron, local restaurant reviews or local I don't know bar if reviews? You, I don't know if you've heard of this place. I know that you, know, <laughs> you, you, you frequent, um, you know, you're, you're a man about, about town, usually when you're not having to be behind the wheel of a car or what have you. Um, but this place is off Mass Ave. Uh, it's right next, it's right across the street from like Ralston's. Oh, okay. All right. Um, sort of like it's got like a speakeasy vibe. Like you walk oh. in, there's, there's nothing like it almost feels like a closet when you walk in, but then you go downstairs <laughs> and that's where the bar is. It's I called, can't wait to try this place. Yeah, it's called Nowhere Special. Would be, you know, I'd say it's a good date night spot uh, for, you know, if Miss Amy's in town and you want to try to hit something that's a little bit more low key. Had some oh. good sales, some good service, good vibe, good music. Uh, nowhere special again. P three for me. I hit that up on Friday night with a couple of buddies. I had no idea Love that. that. And my pals were like, "Yeah, let's try this place." And it was there. And it was uh, it was great. All right, Ben. What about you? Let's roll into you for your third place finisher this weekend. Whatever it is, who are you putting on the podium? What are you putting on the podium? What what physical act are you putting on the podium? What uh, what emotional situation are you putting on the podium? Uh, I just want to shout out. Uh, I saw a couple tweets about where to get the best peaches um, from based off our <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks last for helping show. Ben out on peaches. Um, <laughs> so it's actually not a far drive. So by, apparently, if I go down to South Carolina, they have better peaches. Which a couple people told me that. <laughs> so um, next time I'm down there, I'm gonna have to pick some up. So thank you everybody that uh, tweeted me for that. Um, hopping over to NASCAR for a second, I put this at number three because it's cool, but it's also been done before. Uh, I don't know if I pronounced his name right, but Brody. Could, could, oh, Brody Kostecki. Kostecki. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, RCR is hopping on the Australian supercar um, brand right now. Uh, the yes. Junior Brickyard in the 33 car. So third RCR car. That's kind of cool. Get another road ringer in there. Um, yeah. So that, that's going to be yeah, kind of cool. Very interesting. I agree. Uh, there was a lot that we didn't even get into with NASCAR, which we, we you know, we, we, we can a little bit still, but, uh, that was cool to see. I'm very, very curious to see how this guy does. I don't know that name, honestly. I, I don't I knew, either. I knew yeah. Shane Van Gisbergen for yep. sure because I watch a little bit of that, but I did not know this guy. But to come in with RCR, I mean, another good team. Like, mm-hmm. and he must be really good for RCR to throw out another car. Like, I that that's that's he, fascinating. So the article I was reading, he's actually done some K9 stuff back in the day, like when Bubba I saw that and as well, Ryan yeah. were doing that. So he's got some NASCAR experience. I think he 
I don't know if he won a race at Rockingham or if he did really well, like a late model race against them or something. So he's got some oval experience. So he actually right. might do better than people might think. So that's my number three. Great. Well, I have a number three that I think deserves a lot of respect. Um, I saw a scenario over the weekend that I uh, that I had a lot of respect. Uh, my my P three goes to the Toronto IndyCar fans. Uh, Toronto IndyCar fans, I watched. Um, starts to rain in qualifying. Starts to rain a lot in qualifying. Rain, not fun, right? The stands are packed for qualifying. Toronto every day shows up hardcore, right? Normally, though, if it rains, I think it and a few other races, obviously, you see people need to take shelter. We're not just going to sit there and get rained on. Um, I'm fairly sure not one single human got out of their seat and they all put on ponchos like all of them just like, yep, we're ready to go and we're going to stand right here. And and like we're in pit lane at, at Toronto. So you can see there's a grandstand behind the pit lane. There's a grandstand like across the pit lane, last corner. So gotta respect toronto indycar fans and honestly they were super nice to me all weekend as well felt like i was a racing driver even though i wasn't wearing any racing driver clothing um so very very good to see all of them and you got to respect rain or shine fans just boom locked into the stands ready to see an incredible rain qualifying session so the toronto indycar fans uh are on my podium in the position of three elio that's awesome good for them coming prepared but also just uh, toughen out the elements. Exactly. Expect anything different for our neighbors from the north, Torontonians. Yeah, maybe they should be the ones putting out these darn fires because they were ready for it. There's still a bunch <laughs> of smoke in the city. <laughs> uh, my second place finisher for the weekend. Uh, it's a little bit of a, a combo parlay here. I, it's uh, John Hunter Nemechek for winning me money. Um, I put one on uh, JHN, and it was uh, they were trying to do everything they could to make him not win on Saturday. You know, they they kept having cautions on the restarts, and I was sitting there on the edge of my seat. And uh, finally, he was able to hold him off, pull away, and uh, John Hunter Nemechek won me a nice little nice little tab on DraftKings, and then oh. now I'm able to continue to you know <laughs> do my racing bets for potentially the rest of the season just because he held on so that was uh, the bet that you needed wow. to keep you in the game that was that was the one that like you the, the account was going down to zero but you needed that little shot yeah i mean i was <laughs> i was i was under 100 dollars, but wasn't i was Dead. somewhere between 50 and 100 okay but all right now with the bet that i placed on him now i'm i should be good Nice. There we go. We got yeah. some. Uh, they, you got some dust on the hip. Yeah, you're ready to go. You're in the bright green. <laughs> exactly. I respect that. Good for John Wait. Hunter. A little two, two, two races in a row. Two winning, two winning weekends in a row. Ben, what about you? This one's going off the walls a little bit, but I saw okay. this on Twitter a couple days ago, and I kind of wanted to share it with you guys. I thought that it was funny. So apparently, the word the the phrase Taco Tuesday is trademarked by Taco John. <laughs> And okay. now it is free to use because Taco Bell was in a trademark dispute with them. And oh um, no, Taco John's because they wanted to start using it. Taco John's has held it since 1989. And uh, its CEO came out and said they didn't want to front the money to defend it. So they're going to put the money towards a charitable cause. They didn't name the charitable cause, but that's what they're going to do. So now the word Taco Tuesday is free for anybody to use. So this is a win for taco lovers everywhere. Wow. wow. 
What Deli- a story. Old Taco yeah. John's. I've not had yeah. Taco John's. It's I great. Don't think. I know Midwest Taco John's, but yeah. I, I have not yep. had Taco John's. Have you the had potato, Taco John's? The potato is what you go for. Low key, I do actually appreciate what Taco Bell does. I like Taco Bell. Yeah. That's it. Ta- uh, it is delicious. I, I think they do a great job. The quesarito it's- is one of my favorite things of all time. It's missing on the menu, it needs to come back. One of my favorite fast food meals of all time. I feel like it's just a quality thing. Now, this is really something I would only ever have like after a race. I'm completely drained of everything, and I just need to eat something. <laughs> yeah, I was disappointed they took it off with the menu. I went there probably like a month ago, and they said it's gone. So I was like, well, I guess I'm not getting anything, but I got <laughs> some. So, <laughs> man. Well, all right. I will take. Uh, I will take. So my second place finisher from the weekend is a very specific item. Uh, Alex Below's front wing is uh, my second place finisher this weekend. Alex nice. Below's front wing uh, must have a lot of character to it. Uh, the stickers are very strong. Um, it it avoided all the bumps. Uh, I mean, when I saw that thing, it's the Toronto is so bumpy that like if that thing hit one of those manhole covers the wrong way, or if it hit one of the storm drains the wrong way, I mean that thing just should explode. But uh, kudos to our um, extremely strong and heavy Indy cars. Uh, for being able to basically drive essentially with a wobbly aerodynamic piece. Uh, so kudos to Delara for building that. Kudos to the Ganassi Racing Team for um, having strong vinyl wraps. Uh, and uh, great job, Alex Pelos, front wing. <laughs> I'm waiting for the TikTok sound that's coming on the Indy Car account probably sometime this week with some song that's like, oh, it's a, you know, the wings dancing, you know, wobble me, wobble me, you know, something like oh, that. Oh, I'm waiting for the it. Yeah. Wobble, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the wobble song. There right. You go. That, that's actually a good idea. Right. Ben's on the content game. That's that's why we do weekend podium for, for yes. being able to give out uh, the second place podium to uh, a, a front wing. That's a wing. Yep. Called. That's it, but it deserves it. It deserves it recognition. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. Okay. Who's your winner? My winner, and we're continuing off of um, the Yikes Dog Milk. Um, I think <laughs> my, my first place just has to go to RLL in total. Um, big rebound weekend for them. Good to see them get the checkered, you know, celebrating. And uh, not only did, was it just for Christian Lingard getting the win, but, uh, yeah, Graham Rahal was the biggest mover in the race. So, uh. Overall, you know, unfortunately for our pal Jack Harvey, things worked out the way they did for him this weekend. But, you know, you got Graham being the biggest mover. You got Lingard putting on pole and then winning on Sunday. Uh, you know, everybody's kind of kind of been a real easy punchline this year. RLL has been. And, um, you know, they, they, they shut everybody up this weekend. So I got to cap off. Round of applause. First place finish for RLL in total there. That's a good one. That's a good one. Sadly, I had the exact same one, but I will I will reconfigure it. So, Ben, Ben, go with give us your first place finisher first while I use my brain to reconfigure things. Uh-huh. I got you. Um, I'm, I, I was debating going with that, but just to kind of pull something that happened during my weekend, I went to both Luke Combs shows that came to Charlotte, 
and open the so that was super fun i had pit tickets on friday and then woke up saturday morning and bought cheap seats and then snuck down but you can hear that from me uh for of course so yeah there you go hey, well yeah. i like i like luke combs I, I i would like to see that as well uh we have a lot of concerts this weekend at iowa if you're not there please get your tickets because it's gonna be great um well yeah joey i mean you said it right i i think th- and this was something that i kind of when we mentioned it earlier, I wanted to expand on it a little bit because I think the RLL team does deserve a lot of credit. Um, you know, I've obviously had my comings togethers with with Graham this year, uh, but uh, you know, played a lot of golf with Christian. You know, Jack Harvey, great friend. We've bought a lot of trading cards together. Um, friends of the show. Uh, all three drivers are friends of the show. Yep. Um, but I I think when it when you're in a difficult sport like we're in, th- this is one of the most competitive, if not the most competitive, motor racing in the world. Um, and you have weekends like RLLs had, where they're literally the last three cars on the grid. They're they're qualifying at the back. They're barely making the Indy 500. One car didn't make the Indy 500. Um, and, and they have a hundred billion dollar race shop, huge shop, incredible. I mean, David Letterman, Mike Lanigan, like really high level, powerful folks, Bobby Rahal. Um, and, and a lot of the engineers there, like I, I know I've, I've worked with Alan McDonald there. I've worked with Christian Lungard's engineer called my race when we led the most laps, the 500 Ben. Um, so, you know, smart people are there. And when, you know, when everything does click and, and they do find it, that's gotta be a very satisfying feeling for those guys. But I think it takes a lot of work. You have to work at it. If you're and, and you know what they they chose to not continue to suck, you know what I mean. And when a team does that, the 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 drivers have the opportunity to redeem themselves, or not not redeem themselves, but just to to get that satisfaction. Because if they if they just settled for being the worst and like one of the worst groups, like for the rest of the season, well, I mean, shoot, Christian's not going to want to stay there. Jack's going to want to try to go somewhere else, like. The drivers are less motivated, but when you see, like, for me as a driver, right, if 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 we started in a really difficult position, but you saw the work, you saw, wow, hey, like, those changes that we made or, or whatever new that we brought to the track in the damper department or whatever it is, the different philosophy, when you feel that as a driver and you can see it with results, my gosh, is that in, does that fuel the soul? It, it just makes you more excited because it's like, hey, now I can do my job even better. And then you can get the win for your group. So again, some teams obviously don't, you know, some teams struggle doing this more than others. Um, but you got to give Ray Hall a lot of credit and that whole engineering group, their leadership, uh, all the people there. I mean, they've got, you know, a massive organization and, you know, they they are now like, I believe I, I saw a stat like, you know, they, it's only, they're the only team other than like Ganassi and Penske uh, and Andretti to win a race. Like McLaren hasn't won a race this year. You know what I mean? So kind of wild to 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 see that. Um, so good for them. I, I think that deserved a, a a good explanation for how this sport works. Uh, and and how you know, obviously they might still have a difficult weekend in Iowa. Like they might be like, hey, all right, we we sorted out our street course package. Oh, we got that going. Friend. <laughs> exactly. But but you know what? Next step is Iowa. Because all you can do is one thing at a time. If you try to attack everything, you're not going to be able to solve everything. But if you attack one thing at a time, 
we do the same thing as drivers, right? If if you have, if you look at the data after every session, your teammate, he's better than you in turn three and six and nine. Well, guess what? I'm not going to try to get all those at the same time. I'm going to do boom. I'm going to do three and I'm going to do six first. But I mean, obviously, you know, in your mind, hey, I got to fix all three of these corners. But if you focus on doing two of those the best, and maybe the turn nine is still a little bit off, you're going to you're going to do better than getting a little bit at each one. You know what I mean? So, so there's, I think you gotta, you gotta attack things one thing at a time, especially if you're coming things, you know, coming into things er, like, uh, to a new situation, like I would be this weekend, we're going to attack one thing at a time. We're going to get it done and then we can be efficient with it. So, you know, they, they've clearly done that as a team. They're, they're getting their street course package on point. Um, and, uh, and, and I, I gotta give them, I gotta give them a lot of credit for, uh, you know, for, for doing that. Absolutely. Well said. Also, do we want to give any birds to anyone from this weekend? Do you do you have any bird? Do you have any Will Powers birds to throw to anyone? I do. Yeah, I have a double bird. Uh, okay, or a bird. Um, to the uh, a guy who tweeted at me about how if you wear jerseys <laughs> at the age of twelve, you need to reevaluate things. And I'm just a big double bird to that. I'm so over the hardo, insecure guys. It's like I'm not gonna wear another man's name on my back, like. Who the fuck are you, dude? You know what I mean? Like, you're not that important and that big of a deal that you, you oh, God forbid, you wear somebody else's name on your back as if they're not <laughs> doing something cool. Like, that's what all this is all about. Sports, racing, inter- it's all about being able to, like, find the inner kid in yourself and, like, get an escape from all the shit going on in the world. You wear the jersey. Jerseys are fun. They're cool. You support the people you like. Shut up. So big double bird to anybody <laughs> has that opinion. Stop being an insecure hardo and wear the jersey. There you go. We're jersey folks. Um, I don't know if Ben, if you had any birds to give anyone. I would like to give two birds, two willpower birds to rain. Uh I would like to give it to rain. Uh the 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 weather condition. Uh, because boy, has it been giving NASCAR a real tough time. And we even got it in IndyCar World as well. So big double birds to the weather. Uh, It's been hotter than the surface of the sun out on the West Coast. It's been raining like the Dickens uh, every race weekend, it seems like. Um, So rain. That's it. (laughs) All of it. All the weather. All the weather, yeah. Ben, you got any? I was actually going to say the same thing because we got rained on pretty much all weekend. NASCAR's getting rained on. There's like... We got the um, like the the smoke in the air right now. We got that orange haze that kind of popped up a couple of days ago. So you go outside; it's hot. It's not really great to breathe. And so, yeah, I actually was also going to say the weather. So I second Dude, that. Even <laughs> SRX go. on Thursday. Even Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot to mention yeah. SRX yep. too. Yeah, that that yep. was my other point. SRX, NASCAR, us. There was rain at every motor racing event it seemed this weekend. Um, if there was a Formula One race, I'm sure they would have got rained on as well. Um, but yeah, that was the weather gets it for me. So I, that's a couple birds up to the weather. So that's a great couple segments there. Please let us know what you think of those. Uh, I, I really enjoy that. It gets the conversation going, gets us all involved. Um, and then if we want to finish up the show, yep, we can obviously, uh, you know, I have a great, great. I have on. a great random Indy 500 driver of the week this week. I have a great one. This one is. This one is going to get a lot of respect in the streets. So, the Ricky Treadway Random Indy 500 Driver of the Week this week. Um, I went 
a little deep into the history books. I went to the 1930 Indianapolis 500. The 1930 Indianapolis 500. The the 36th place finisher. They had 38 cars running this year. The 36th place finisher, which is an interesting bit of history since they had 38 cars running. I'm not entirely sure why. I think we have to get an explanation from historians about that. Was... Baconin Borzacchini. Uh, Bacon Borzacchini finished 36th. Uh, it might be Baconin. I don't know. Uh, but Bacon Borzacchini is what he's going to be called now. Um, Baconino Francesco Domenico Borzacchini. Uh, I assume that's a different form of zucchini. Uh, born in Italy. Uh, and worked in a garage training as a repairman again this is wikipedia we don't know if it's true or not uh served in the army during world war one world war one there's some history um he did some hill climbing in italy uh but only one indy 500 so fast joey you can get into a little bit there but fascinating that he only did one indy 500 and we found it uh and on wikipedia it says he start he started 28th and finished 36. So it 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 is it it does seem like there were more than 33 cars that year. This might be the closest I ever get to being on the same like being comparable to an Indy 500 driver. <laughs> As it said, uh, Maserati entered the 1930 Indianapolis 500 uh, with uh, Borzacchini. It designed a, with a swept-back aerodynamic front end, a radical innovation unheard of at the time, but commonplace today. It was felt that Borzacchini had a good chance to capture the prestigious American event. Unfortunately, Magneto problems forced him out of the race after just three laps. So he spun uh. laps at one Indianapolis 500 in 1930, and it's only three more than I've ever done, so that's probably about the closest I'm going to get. <laughs> Man. Bacon Borzacchini. I mean, what an incredible... When I saw this name, I was like, this is the this is incredible. Uh, poor guy was indeed killed. Uh, I mean, I assume if he did the 1930 Indianapolis 500, he's probably not alive now. Uh, but was killed at Monza, it looks like. Um, yeah. And that is sad. Uh, killed in a racing event. Um, but you know what? That's where we're happiest, when we're on the racetrack. So, uh, hey, can, you know what? R.I.P. Baconin Borzacchini. Can you try to pronounce his teammate's name? I want to see if you get this. Which, where, where is this one? Which Under one? Under his death, Borzacchini was vying with his teammate. Uh, let's see, vying. Uh, oh, vying with his teammate Giuseppe Campari? Oh, nice. You nailed it. That I, one? Yeah, old Giuseppe. Giuseppe. I thought Giuseppe would, would uh, trip you up. That, that's <laughs> my name. That's, you know, that's, that's Joseph. That's what, uh, that's what it is in Italian. Giuseppe. I thought you were going to talk about the Polish guy. There was another guy, apparently, that got killed the same day. Count Stanislaus Tchaikovsky. That's... Oh, wow. Did no, you I see that one? See. I, now I'm just now seeing this. Race officials restarted the event. The third tragedy tragedy of the day. Man, this is crazy. At Monza, a lot of people died this year in 1933. They called it the blackest days in racing history. Or the blackest no, racing history. That is wild. Polish driver Count Stanislaus Chaikowski. I'm going to go with Chaikowski. Man, poor guy burned to death. The, I'm, going with, I'm going with the C is silent, you know, like Shashevsky and how oh, all yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going Zykowski. No Zykowski, C. all right. Man, 
what a what a we learned a lot about 1930s motorsport today everyone tough i hope times. i hope i did rough days back in the day man r.i.p to all these heroes of the day uh but hey glad bacon man got to got to go to the uh indy 500 that's all that matters oh well actually real quick this is kind of interesting in 1930 under the fascist regime of italian dictator benito mussolini uh, Borzacchini was pressured into racing under the Italian name Mario Umberto rather than oh. his name Bakunin, which was based on that Russian revolutionary anarchist Mikhail Bakunin, who his parents had admired. <laughs> we got name changes. We got now we got Mussolini in here. Jeez, goodness gracious! Now Mussolini on board. Our best. We learned a lot. Um. All right. Good deal. That all according good. to Wikipedia. So it may all or may not be true, but man, fascinating. <laughs> like Michael Scott said, the best minds can put anything on there so you know you're getting the best information. Not uh, wrong. Good deal. Uh, all right. Big weekend coming up. Iowa doubleheader. We love it. So fun. Back on an oval. There's concerts. There's parties. There's big crowds. And there's Connor Daly back in the ride uh, for Simon Paginot. Hopefully, again, we're thinking about him, hoping that he continues to heal uh, successfully. But, of course, we're going to be cheering on Connor. Uh, for some great results this weekend. Um, so, hey, all NBC, no Peacock, NBC. Oh, yeah. Saturday, Sunday, be there, watch them both, tell your friends, throw them on at the bar, throw them on at the pool, at the parties, wherever you are. Um, it's fired up for a great re- weekend of motor racing. So, Connor, good luck to you, man. Thank uh, you. When do you head out? Thursday, today? Heading out Thursday, Thursday morning, going to get there and do some uh, pre-race work. That a boy. All right. For Ben Walton, for Connor Daly, uh, who's going to be driving the 60 ride this weekend, Joey Molinaro, thanks so much for following along on Speed Street, and we'll be back next week to recap it all. Talk to you then. There's a brand new episode of Actions Detrimental with Denny Hamlin out now. Head over to see what Denny has to say, and don't forget to follow the show so you won't miss an episode. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.